Sometimes I have to ask guests a question off the air to make sure it's okay if we discuss that topic on the air. And I got the go-ahead. So, Dr. Benita Lynn is prepared to read her taxes to – oh, no, no, that's not the topic. The topic was something else. Uh, Dr. Benita Lynn from Mayo, good morning, and thanks very much for talking with us. No problem. Thanks for having me. No, no, not your taxes. That other thing we were talking about, because <laughs> I heard a friend, you know, isn't the, that's how the song goes, right? Heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend that uh, it is being done or or might be done to put a flu shot and a COVID vaccine in the same syringe. One shot gives you both coverage. Uh, is What do you know about that? Uh, as far as I'm aware, I don't think um, that is something that's done right now, but it is possible to have combination vaccines. We have one in the Tdap vaccine, which is a combination of the tetanus, whooping cough, and diphtheria. So I do think that it probably would be feasible, but at this time we don't have a combination flu and COVID vaccine. So it's a possibility, but not today. No, yeah, not okay. not today. In the meantime, let me then, okay, so thank you for that Uh, I appreciate it, and I will pass that along to the friends of a friend of a friend to stop telling people that that's a possibility because maybe someday, just not anytime soon. In the meantime, will the the fear of COVID keep people away from getting the influenza vaccine that has been pretty popular of late? That's a great question. Um, I don't know. I mean, we are encouraging all of our patients to get their COVID vaccine, so... Um, I am encouraging people to get both their COVID and their flu shots in the same visit. So I would hope that um, people being kind of wary about COVID wouldn't prevent them from getting their flu shot to protect themselves. Right. Well, and the flu shot, although uh, just like the COVID shot, is not 100%. It's not a great big firewall that will keep you healthy no matter what. But it, it goes the flu shot anyway goes a long way toward... Uh, uh, keeping any flu you might get from becoming more serious. And isn't that the uh, uh, current goal of the COVID vaccine? It's not a firewall, but if you get COVID, it won't be as bad, right? That's correct. Yeah. And in fact, um, the majority of the people we have hospitalized are either unvaccinated um, or if they are vaccinated, their cases, uh, they're not they're not the ones that we're currently seeing in the ICU, right? Um, but, but, at least the ones that I've seen. Sure, uh, the the ICU cases and uh, those who get uh, sick enough to seek medical advice at uh, your office in the hospital, don't they also have a comorbidity? They've got something else going on, not just a healthy, happy twenty-seven-year-old person who started to get sick now has COVID and uh, and dies. Those kind of cases are pretty rare, aren't they? The person who died is a person who also had heart disease or diabetes or some other health uh, issue that uh, COVID just exacerbated. Correct. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it is possible for a young, healthy person with no sure. heart or lung conditions to die from COVID, but. Um, you're absolutely correct in saying that the majority of the cases usually have some sort of heart failure, COPD, you know, asthma, obesity, something else that also um, makes them more susceptible to getting sicker. Right. Well, then why isn't the government suggesting that everybody who has any of those 
comorbidities. Anybody that's listening that's got something else going on in your system, please consider getting the COVID vaccine because your health is already compromised and COVID could make it worse. On the other hand, if you're healthy and you don't want the vaccine, just, you know, take the precautions that you and your family want to take like washing your hands or socially distance or wearing a mask and so forth. But don't worry about the vaccine because you're healthy. And the vast majority of people who are healthy get COVID, recover from COVID. And then we walk into that whole category of, uh, of uh, immunity and, and uh, so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think right now we are encouraging everyone, regardless of whether they ha- they're young and healthy or Um, They have a lot of different medical conditions to get their vaccine Um, because, you know, even for the young and healthy people who get COVID, um, they are, if they get COVID, they're, they're susceptible to spreading it to their friends and family who may have these medical conditions. So I think it's, I, you know, that's a great question of, you know, why aren't they encouraging specifically the people with all these health conditions to get the vaccine? I think everyone should get their vaccine regardless if they're, they have a lot of medical conditions or they're young and healthy because regardless, you're protecting yourself and you're protecting your community. Right. And we both know a lot, a lot of people who don't get the flu vaccine, but also don't get the flu. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's that whole conversation. I didn't mean to hijack our conversation into COVID uh, related issues. It's just what mm-hmm. lots of people are wondering about. Uh, the, the the flu vaccine that is being made available now, is it, how sure are you? I know it's a it's kind of a medical best guess as to which flu uh, variant will be the one that uh, is popular and takes over uh, later this year doing the official flu season, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Are you confident about this year's flu vaccine? You know, that is a question that would be best asked to, you know, the smart scientists who are much smarter than me. Yeah, higher up the ladder. Are... Yep. <laughs> I get it. No, um, no, I get it. And, I, and I've and i spoken to a number of those people, not yet this year, but they're, they're always all about the, the best medical guess. We do a research. We check with uh, of the medical facilities around the planet, and uh, we make our uh, estimation. And they did all of that. Isn't that information uh, gathered two years early? The flu vaccine that we're getting now is based on statistics that were collected last year or even the year before. Isn't that is that correct? Yeah, you're. Yeah, yeah that's correct. And um, you know, as you probably had these conversations with those experts, um, you know, like the H1N1 that we had earlier um, in the 2000s. Um, that was kind of like a reflection of a previous flu that we had decades ago. And so it's possible that the flu strain this year is something that our bodies um, or our ancestors could have been exposed to decades ago. And so we are making our best guess of how the flu is changing its structure. And we're trying to tailor our vaccines so that our bodies have the best chance of fighting it. Dr. Benita Lynn, thank you very much for talking with me this morning. Uh, I really appreciate uh, the flu shot and the COVID shot conversation we had. It will help an awful lot of people feel better about the decisions that they are being, uh, that they are making. And 